0: Hello and welcome
3: to the Rock County Show, presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mighty Year 1090 ESPN Radio, Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. A lot to get into here on a Wednesday. We forgot to note that our very own Adrian Hernandez was in Tampa covering the Royal Rumble, the big WWE pay-per-view event in Tampa uh, and he was at all the events, including the post fight uh, press conference. So I wanted to play for you uh, what he got. He got some sound uh, post match of Bailey, who won the women's Royal Rumble, and Cody Rhodes, who won the men's Royal Rumble. So let's now
2: hear from them both. Bailey, welcome. We'll open it up to our media with the first question right here in the front row. Hi, Bailey. Congratulations. Thank Ricky you. Chino, cagesideseats.com. We talked just two weeks ago, and uh, you talked about how standing up on the turnbuckle, pointing at the sign, getting the pyro going off
1: was the stuff that you dreamed of. You were excited to feel that. When it finally happened, it looked like you were really
2: soaking in every moment that you could there. You know, Did it feel like you always
3: thought it would?
4: Yeah, but a little bit crazier. Like I, <laughs> I was excited to point to the sign, but I, from what I remember... Um I thought only the sign had the fireworks and I was just expecting the sign to have fireworks. But as it was happening, it's like kept going more and more and more all over the whole stadium. And in my head, I'm like, do they always do this? Or is it just for me? Are they like super proud of me? Like this is a lot more than I was expecting. Um, so that was very surprising. And it was it was cool to just stand up there and take it all in. And probably will, it'll probably hit me a little bit later, but I was trying to be professional, you know?
2: right side third row
1: congrats on the win bailey graham matthews with bleach report just talking about the win itself and having been on the main roster now for almost seven years and almost eight years actually coming up this august where this ranks for you as far as career achievements and finally having the crowd behind you after being a uh you know despised figure for the past five years your thoughts and the reaction they got out there tonight
4: yeah it's pretty crazy i have to tell a lot of the girls um that were like you know their first two rumbles or so, or like their second one this today or their third one, um, that didn't last as long or anything. I'm like, I trust me, I've been I've been there. Like my first rumble, I think I was number 26 and I was out in like three minutes or something. I've been number one and I haven't won. I've been number 17 or something and haven't won. It's 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 honestly just such a such a ride and so for me I have to like to them I don't want to sound too cheesy like just hang in there but I've I from the first rumble that we've had to like one of my first one or two years on the main roster to to now where we are it's all about just consistency and just seeing the bigger picture because if you get stuck in all the dips and swerves and everything that this business throws at you I could have never done what I did tonight like I could have given up so much like so long ago so uh such a difference, man. We have such a different crew. There's no legends coming in because there's so many women out there that we need to showcase. So it's, it's beautiful.
1: Uh, Keith Elliott Greenberg with Inside the Ropes magazine. Uh, the Bailey we've been seeing in recent years is a lot different than the hugger of times past. Yet tonight, towards the conclusion of the match, we heard a, a large Bailey uh, chant go up. How does the damage control Bailey induce that type of reaction?
4: I mean, I don't tell you guys what to do. You know, you guys just cheer when you want to cheer. So to me, I'm honestly, this is the truth. I have been myself throughout this whole time. And I said it in, in an interview. I don't know if it was with you the other week, but my whole career and my whole character change and everything has been real when I first started, I was excited to be here. I was this is the coolest thing ever. It's my dream. And as things weren't going my way throughout the years and no one was latching on, I had to do something to save my career. So everything I've been doing has been real and genuine and natural, and this is who I am now. So like if you guys are liking it and you guys want to see me win, then hell yeah. I've been telling you guys that I'm supposed to be winning these matches. You know, let's celebrate together. So it to me, it's all been part of what I've been knowing all along. Hey Bailey, Denise
1: Salcedo, Instincts Culture. So in the Women's Royal Rumble, we saw a lot of surprises, including Naomi.
4: We also saw Jordan Grace and Jade Cargill. I wanted to get your thoughts on seeing them in the Rumble. Well, first going out there and being in the ring with Naomi and Natalia and that first, first three of us, Legends. My first time um, doing anything on the main roster, I was a UK tour and it was me and Natalia versus Team Bad. So like they're the girls that really helped me get comfortable and took me in. So being in there with them, they have been through everything, generations of this division and are still here helping everyone out. That was incredible. Uh, Happy to have Naomi back. And uh, Jordan Grace, very big surprise, to be honest, which is just cool seeing someone come from a different world and everybody was, we like throwing those like surprises out there and she's super solid, very strong. I'd stay away from her Um, (laughs) and having Jade finally come out just seems like there's so much potential there and everyone's really excited to see what she did. And she proved her presence with so many different moments she had there. Um, I was close to eliminating her though, so she should be scared of me, you know.
2: Michael Martinez from Lucha Libre Line. Bailey, last time we had a conversation in Morning the Bank in London, you mentioned that you really wanted to main event WrestleMania, and you're just one step away from it.
4: I wouldn't say one step away. It's gonna take a long time to get there. Uh, who doesn't want a main event WrestleMania? That is, is just, a, I feel like that's such a generic dream for, anybody watching WWE as a kid to have, but the fact that we've already had two women's matches, main event WrestleMania is, it just makes it even more possible. And now that I'm at this point where WWE is at the, the most, is, it's the biggest that it's ever been. It's a crazy time right now. And the fact that I won the Royal Rumble in the time that it is, why not? Why can't I, rest? why can't I main event it? Because we're in the craziest time of, of all, you know? And I'm on top. I'm right there. Maybe not on top. EO's on top. But I'm right there.
3: Hey, Bailey. Dominic D'Angelo of AdFreeShows.com. Congratulations on the win. And uh, it's kind of neat that Cody won the men's battle royal. Because I wanted to get your thoughts on Dusty Rhodes, his dad, and what his influence on you. And so it's kind of like a full circle moment. Can you talk about that a little bit?
4: I've, I said, it, I've said it for years, but Dusty hadn't. I don't know. It's like he just had his projects and everybody. He just saw the one thing in everybody that we couldn't see in ourselves. Like Byron's done this. So he helped me in promo classes all the time. Like the fact that I had my own TV show, Ding Dong, Hello, just blows my mind. And I wish Dusty could see that because they had to pull me in for extra like promo classes and make me do interviews and all this stuff because I was so shy, but Dusty just seen something in me. Whatever I was shy to share, he wanted me to embrace because he knew that was what was gonna connect me with people and that's what saved me. I, I would've given up, like in my first month I wanted to be done, so yeah, thank you.
2: Next question, oh, that, that's it, I guess, that's done. That's, Cut
4: me off, <laughs> <laughs> thank Bailey, you
2: Bailey, congratulations thank you. on your new road to WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, our next guest made history tonight by becoming the first superstar to win back-to-back Royal Rumbles for the first time in 26 years. The man who will now have an opportunity to finish his story at WrestleMania, the winner of the men's Royal Rumble match, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes.
1: Okay, so, I know Byron, you, uh, you're gonna, they're gonna do questions, but before we do questions, I got a few bones to pick with you, all of you out here. The last month, I've seen a lot of memes. <laughs> seen a lot of gifs that uh, even my buddy, who I'm not gonna say his name, it might rhyme with Sean Ross Sap decided to send me one as if I would think it's hilarious. Well, let me put this all kind of in perspective and this is gonna sound like a big old pat on the back but it's not for me, it's for the people who have followed me. I had an unprecedented exit from WWE. I was able to do some really incredible things. Hopefully they were helpful to our industry, hopefully. I had an unprecedented return to WWE where I got to compete with probably the best bell-to-bell wrestler of my generation, Seth Rollins. He's a future Hall of Famer. And I beat him not once, not twice, but three times. I went on to win the Royal Rumble in 2023. Hey, yeah, I had number 30, but I went to WrestleMania 39, which broke every record previously set by WrestleMania. After that, not just survived Brock Lesnar, but beat him twice, the most decorated combat sports athlete. And I moved forward to this point in time where I have gone back to back on the Royal Rumble, the first guy to do it since Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I was able to eliminate probably the most popular wrestler of my entire era and a guy that I wouldn't tell him to his face, or maybe I would, that I really admire and look up to, that being CM Punk. The reason I walk everybody through this is because it's not always easy to be a Cody Rhodes fan. There's some people here who probably traveled from abroad who know, you know, Mustache Cody didn't have that many fans, a, little, a couple, Dash and Cody, Stardust didn't have any fans. It was a tough time. And the reason I wanted to say all this is because those fans who have been with me from the beginning and those fans who just jumped on are completely vindicated by what just happened tonight. They are completely vindicated and they are completely validated because they know something that I want to tell all of you. Here's the news. Here's the headline. I am the guy. And I have been the guy. And I am a three count or a submission away from being the quarterback of the greatest, most prosperous era in the history of sports entertainment. So for all the memes and all the gifs, Let's just remember that, because tonight was a absolutely thrilling, exciting, beautiful moment, and to do it in Tampa, to do it in St. Pete, right here, Eddie Graham area, dusty area, means the world. I thank you all for being here. Sorry if it sounded like a lecture. Let's ask some questions.
2: So uh, you mentioned beautiful moments. Well, our first question comes from someone who knows you very well and vice versa. WWE Hall of Famer Diamond Dallas Page. (laughs)
0: I just was in the hall with him going, do you want to go to the presser? (laughs) (laughs) I was so damn proud of him. I climbed through all the people and over the rail and to hug him because I have been a Cody Rhodes fan since his very first state championship title, his second straight. And I believed in him when a lot of people didn't believe in him. But I know he believed in him. And it was a guy who believed in both of us called the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and to do this here in the St. Pete, Tampa area, mm. Dusty Rhodes country, dude, what does that feel like? Have you, have you absorbed yeah. it yet?
1: Um, earlier today, I saw Steve Kern and, uh, and Gerald Briscoe, and I, I went and said hello, but I saw Dory Funk. I wanted to hide because it sounds silly, uh, I can't think about him because the fight isn't really for him. He had his fight. If you could ask him, he was as happy as could be with what he, what he accomplished. But the fight now is for my wife, uh, my daughter, my mom. So I don't think about Dusty. You know, you know, I can't not think about him. I think about them. And uh, to see them in the front row and you know, I never tell them anything that's happening. So they're always just, the best possible thing to ever is to see my mom and her know I, I'm doing all right, <laughs> sorry guys, sorry. Um, but yeah, that's, it's very exciting to be here and do it. And uh, when I go to sleep tonight and hopefully dream of uh, the man himself, I can tell him, drew a pretty big house in St. Pete and uh, was on last hit my finish That's all that ever mattered to him. So be a great moment. Thank you, D.
0: You're welcome, brother.
2: Next question. I'm just pointed. You're in the front row. Hi, Cody, Nick Housman, House of Wrestling. You always introduce yourself like I don't know you.
1: I'm not. (laughs) It's not for us, right? It's for the overall, I got it.
2: I'm I'm not special, Cody. Nick Housman, everybody. Thank you, Cody. Um, There was a real dark cloud over this weekend following the allegations against Vince McMahon. Mm -hmm. Um, You've talked about how Vince met with you personally to bring you into the company. Uh, I just wanted to get your reaction to the report. And as someone who served as an executive within the industry, what changes do you think should be made across the board to prevent situations like this from happening again?
1: It's a great question. I know as far as the news is concerned, um, we were finding it out and reading the same thing that you guys were reading, and you said a dark cloud, certainly. As far as uh, TKO, Nick Khan and the board clearly took it very seriously, uh, acted immediately, and um, looking at the future. You know, I don't know the answer to that. And I think somewhere is a really probably a basic tenet of just this crew more than ever from a roster standpoint is very family. I've never seen anything like this. Most of the time wrestling locker rooms are fighting, talking trash about each other, making fun of each other, sandbagging each other in the ring, all that nonsense. This this crew is very team based. And perhaps that's the ingredient is everyone looking out for everyone, being accountable. Um, and I know for me as a you know, performer and a competitor, I've been through dark periods in our industry before. And it might sound cheesy, but it's very reinforcing, if you're in my position, that it's a time when, hey, we got 50,000 people out here. I want to give them something else from this weekend that isn't a terrible situation and terrible news. And I think we were able to do that. And obviously, as more news comes out, we'll be seeing it just like you do. Thank you.
3: All right. Let's go to a nicer question, maybe. Uh, The line, finish the story. Can you officially say that you're going to challenge Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia?
1: I feel like everyone knew that,
3: Well, I don't know. You didn't say the line.
2: Well, no, so... Also, I'm very glad that he
1: decided to take the skybox seat because it could make it really clear where we're at. All the respect in the world to Seth Rollins. That title gains more prestige every single day. Uh, but WrestleMania 39 did happen. And if you're me, you can't look at that and... You can't run from it. You know, I don't know. WrestleMania 40, Monday Night Raw, SummerSlam. I don't know. Elimination Chamber. I want to be back in the ring with Roman Reigns and I wanna finish the story. I detest the statement now because apparently everybody's got a story. Punk wanted a story, Drew got a story, Everyone's, everyone's got a story, but a big part for me, if anyone who knows me in this room, I'm very big on keeping my word. So if I say something silly on TV, but it's a promise, I intend to keep the promise. So I don't know if two times the charm with Roman, we'll see. But uh, finish the story, hopefully by the 2K25. <laughs> uh, just because I don't think they're going to put me on the cover or anything even
2: close if I don't get it done, you know? So. All right. That wraps up our questioning for oh, you, let's Cody. Do and let's let's do a I bonus figured question. that was coming. Okay, one more. Do a bonus question. <laughs> bonus question. Give somebody who has never asked a question. Okay, the pressure's on now. Yeah, this a bonus great shoot, question. question. First time ever question asker will go to the second row on the right.
1: Hey, Cody, i uh, Mike Coppinger, ESPN. Hey. Uh, congratulations on back-to-back victories. Thank and I'm, I'm wondering, obviously, it was a couple of years ago, you and CM Punk were with a different organization. How surreal is it to be back here in WWE where both of you guys always desert, you know knew it in your hearts that you were good enough to have this spot on the card and really achieve this? It's funny that we meet back here. Really. Um, when we were at AEW, I thought we would... Encounter one another there and and it didn't it didn't happen um, for whatever reason it didn't happen, but I think both him and I had different personal experiences you know don't don 't believe anything that Wade Keller put out about why I left or anything like that. The truth is nobody knows that man does uh, but nobody knows personal thing and probably a personal thing for. Punk and that happens, people come, people go, it's not a huge thing. But to see him tonight, and to see Miz, and to see Kofi, those were my guys. You know, the first OBW show I walked into, the you know, Bryn Albright versus CM Punk was the main event, and Punk was also like running the whole show. He made me set up the ring.
3: All right, that was the winner of the women's Royal Rumble, Bailey, and the winner of the men's Royal Rumble, Cody Rhodes. When we come back, we will hear. From uh, really the man who's running creative for the WWE right now, Triple H, Paul Levesque. When we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, The Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network.
0: We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.
1: Time. There's nothing more valuable.
3: Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii. Call our hotline 310-400-0340. As we mentioned before, uh, we will now play for you a post-Royal Rumble press conference sound uh, that our main man, Adrian Hernandez, got. Uh, he was out in Tampa covering the Royal Rumble. So now let's hear from the chief content officer of the WWE, Paul Triple H
0: Levesque. I thought we had an amazing night um i want to start out by uh well thank you to all of you for coming out here and i want to thank the um the uh saint pete clearwater and Tampa bay sports commission for inviting us back here for this week we spent a lot of time here during a really difficult period when there were no fans um we spent a lot of time in this building which if you imagine it without all the people in it is a big giant sort of cave where you can hear every echo. And um, to be in here tonight after all of that, after everything we went through, and it seems like it was just yesterday, but to come back here, i had kind of, this will sound negative, but I had kind of put this place out of my mind because it had been such a, a crazy period of time and, Nobody here and video boards everywhere, whatever it was. And um, just trying to get through that. And to walk in here today, to walk through the backstage area as we were pulling up down the road, it just felt so familiar. Um, And then it was so busy during the day that it just felt alive in here, which was completely different from how it has felt every other time that I've been here. And then uh, to see it filled with uh, 48,000 plus fans here setting a record for the building to go from zero to 48,000 sort of seemed like it was in the blink of an eye and it was um I don't know I stuck my head out of the the near the entrance way and looked at that sea of people tonight as far as you could see and as high as it could go and it was emotional for me it was just a um a very unique feeling to be able to know what everybody that performed here in a time, you can imagine what it's like to perform in front of the roar of the crowd, but when there's nobody here and you're trying to do it, nonetheless, just the same with that same energy, the, the, the pounding that you take, the effort that everybody goes through. Um, I don't know. I, it was just a magical night for everybody and, and it felt uh, really good to be here, and for some reason to me, because I feel like we've been on this incredible roll for a while, but tonight, for some reason, because of that, the 48,000 people, it felt like the start of this new beginning and of something massive and, and just um, explosive to the next level. Like, I just feel like we are on the on the brink of becoming something that we have never been before. This is the same feeling I had in the Attitude Era when it was exploding. It's that same feeling, and for whatever reason, while that's been happening, tonight felt like the launch of that. can't explain why, but I just thought I'd share that because it was a unique feeling, and I think um, I think it speaks to where we're headed. So, um, like I said, um, a lot of people here, and this was a record for the drop here. Um, this building's been here for 34 years, and this was a record. And uh, I'm trying to think, somewhere in here it says, I think it was like new kids on the block or something like that. So um, that's it, but, I mean, when you beat the new kids on the block, like that's a, you know, that's a bold statement, right? Golf, go ahead, golf clap, yeah. yeah. Um, this was also tonight generated, and I, I feel like I say this a lot, but tonight generated the largest gate of any event outside of WrestleMania in WWE history. So, again, thank you to everybody here in the Tampa area and, uh, you know, to everybody that was watching at home. It was a spectacular night. Um, we'll be back here Monday night, obviously and then we'll be back into a stadium in four weeks on the other side of the globe in Perth, Australia, um, to do it all again with the Elimination Chamber and sort of take that that next-level drive into the road to WrestleMania. So um, exciting time. From a talent standpoint, I just wanted to mention that, you know, I thought talent had a spectacular night. Um, when you look at the Women's Rumble, Bailey taking a place. Bailey is a a very unique and very sort of giving performer that is always a constant. And I think it's easy to overlook how good she is because she's always the constant in getting something else launched. Um, And I can't say enough about that, how, how, how much that role or how big that role is. So sometimes it's overlooked because of that. And tonight she was able to put herself in that spotlight and not be overlooked. Tonight she earned that spot in the Royal Rumble. She earned her spot to go to WrestleMania and be in a main event uh, role. So, you know, I'm very excited for her for that because again, she has been sometimes lost in the shuffle of just how great of a performer and she, she is. She of the all time best. Um, the return of Naomi, I just want to tell her welcome home. It's been a long time coming. Happy to have you back. Um, Liv Morgan coming back off injury. Um, great to have her back and have her energy back in the locker room. Uh, Nia Jax had a spectacular night. And I think, you know, as a performer that takes a lot of flack sometimes, this run is different, and she's really beginning to prove herself and I think win a lot of people over, which I love to see. Um, Jordan Grace coming here from um, from TNA, their uh, champion. Uh, I, I want to thank them for allowing her to be here and participate in the Royal Rumble. I thought she had a spectacular showing tonight. She's an amazing talent, and um, it's exciting to um, just be able to branch out and, you know, I'm not going to use all the cliched terms about what door people go through or anything like that because it's <laughs> stupid and silly. Um, but partnerships and, and opportunities like this um, come along, you know, for some people, once in a lifetime, but I'm, I'm glad she had that opportunity. It's, it's well-deserved. She's an incredible talent. Um, and the last one I want to mention for the women's side is the, the debut of uh, Jade Cargill. There's, um, what's, what's the phrase you kids use now? Aura, that's the new term of the week, aura. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you invented that, um, but uh, she's got it. Whatever you wanna call it, X-Factor, aura, whatever that is, she's got it, and then some. Uh, she's just a different performer, and I'm glad that she has had the time to get her feet on the ground um, and was able to come in here tonight and, and make a huge impact. So um, the future's incredibly bright for her and for all of us. So I'm, I'm excited about that. On the men's side, I thought both uh, Punk and Cody had an incredible showing, as did so many, but but just an incredible showing. And for two guys that really both, you could say if they ended up in that spot, like how could you argue with it? So um, my hat's off to both of them. Braun Breaker had a spectacular night sort of debuting in the Royal Rumble. Um, explosive is the only way to, I guess, explain Braun, but he he had a great night and um, he's going to do great things in the future. And then Andrade, you know, the return, just a, um, a phenomenal talent that I cannot wait to see what he can do now in this time. It's the right time um, before, maybe not, but now, it's the right time for him. It's the right time for him to be able to come here and showcase what he can do. I'm excited for that. And one last thing I wanna say on the talent side before we move on is just, um, Cody was out here, I heard him talking You know about the area. I heard him talking about why he's doing this, his family, a, a, a lot of different things. There is nobody um, more dedicated to this craft the respect that he has for it is second to none. You know, uh, even I'm waiting for him to come back at Guerrilla while he spends 45 minutes out there uh, meeting people and shaking hands and taking pictures. And I'm like, somebody got to go get him. We have a press conference happening and it's already started and they're waiting for us. Um, I, I love that. I love his dedication to our WWE Universe, to fans, to anybody. He is the right human being. He is the right person. His passion for this, his dedication for this is second to none. And, you know, it's it's bandied around as a term a lot, but he absolutely is the future of this for all the right reasons. And uh, I don't want it to sound condescending to him. And I try when I look at him not to see his dad, but I'm incredibly proud of him. And I know his dad would be. So you had an awesome night. With that, um, I'll open it up to questions.
2: Our first question will go to the second, for our first row, Here we go.
4: Emily May with Sports Sportskeeter Wrestling. It was announced this week that WWE will be moving to Netflix, part of the programming in 2025. What's your reaction to that deal and how will this change sports entertainment?
0: Well, my reaction to that deal is um, holy shit. <laughs> um, it's amazing. Um, how will it change sports entertainment? How will it change sports and entertainment is actually the, the better phrasing I think of the question. I think the whole world sees a shifting ecosystem when it comes to um where people consume and view things and in a moment when you see a lot of people dipping their toe in the water of streaming services and trying different things you know s- since the beginning WWE has been sort of groundbreakers and first movers you know you saw it back in the beginning with closed circuit tv you saw it the WWE at the forefront and almost sort of making the pay-per-view industry. You saw it when we um, started the WWE Network, when streaming was sort of just a little bit of a thing and people weren't sure if it was even going to work, and we jumped into streaming, and it worked, and people saw it, and they followed up what we did, and they followed it on their, in their own way. Um, when we jumped out of our own streaming service because of the bundling and to get you know to, to a larger carrier to go with Peacock, and now you see this move into streaming where... At this moment in time, the NFL, soccer, everybody are dipping their toe into that. Everybody will be watching this. Everybody. Um, hopefully, everybody will be watching uh, the shows, but they will be watching to see what takes place here. We are once again in front of that. Um, and it's an incredible feeling. And when you talk about a deal that's, you know, 10 years, $5 billion. It's hard not to be excited about this. This this has been an incredible, incredible week. Um, you talk about the streaming services, so let's talk about The Rock joining the board for TKO. Um, an amazing opportunity for us to have the biggest celebrity, the biggest star in the world, the biggest box office attraction in the world, to be a part of that board. Um, and help us with, he's he's an expert on branding, he's an expert on marketing, he's an expert on all those things. So to help with that, but what I love about it is he's also a guy that while on a board at an extremely high level and communicate with them, I can have shorthand with him about what WWE needs. And for people that sometimes don't always understand exactly what the product is, that is such a blessing to be able to call him and just say, in our language, here's here's what I'm feeling, here's the way I wanna go, and can you help me with that? Um, and that's really what they're there for, is to help us with that in business. So um, it's it's amazing to have him doing that. So it's, it's a huge opportunity for us. Hey, Paul, right here. Uh, John Alba, Fightful. Uh, speaking of the business side of things,
2: uh, it was about a year ago, the WWE board of directors unanimously opposed Vince's return to the company as executive chair uh, due to the ongoing investigations at the time before ultimately voting him back into power. You Stephanie Nikon, you were part of that. Uh, What degree of knowledge of the current accusations against him did you guys have at the time? And how does the situation affect WWE's relationship with partners going forward?
0: Yeah. So I'm going to do exactly what you would expect me to do here. Um, Look, we just had an amazing week. I just said a 10-year, $5 billion Netflix deal. Rock joining our board. We just sold out the Royal Rumble, put 48,000 people in the Tropicana field. Um, I choose to to focus on the positive. And yes, there's a negative, um, but uh, I want to focus on that and just keep it to that.
2: All the way in the back. Hi there, Honor, Uh, Cameron Hawkins from The Ringer. Um, Just a question that was asked earlier to Cody, I wanted to get your thoughts on it, just what's being put in place just to make sure that employees feel safe, they don't feel like they're taken advantage of, just what is being done to make sure that um, people in positions of power can't take advantage of employees under them?
0: I'll give you the most generalized answer that I can everything possible yeah it's a, that that is a, a very important thing to us a very important topic to us it's as simple as everything possible
2: our final question we'll head to the right hand corner
0: hi uh brandon
2: thurston from wrestle nomics uh
0: so, I, was wondering- sorry, I know you have a microphone but they are moving a bunch of stuff and it's really hard for me to just a little bit louder please
2: Brandon Thurston from WrestleNomics. Yes. Uh, did you read the lawsuit that came out this week? And if you did, what was your reaction to it?
0: I did not. I did not. Um, I think Cody mentioned it, that we all found out real time when you were. Um, and that's the truth. Um, I'll, I'll go back to what I said before. It, this, this is an amazing week for us. And I just... At this point, I don't even want to get bogged down in the negatives of it. I just want to focus on the positives and where we're going. And we're at the most exciting time of the year for us. We're at the most exciting point to me business-wise, I think, that we've ever had. I think Cody might have said the, the, the I don't know exactly remember how he said it, but the best positioning of this company since the Attitude Era. I've been through that era. I understand what it's like. I feel like we are in the middle of something that while we might not be able to put our finger on it right now, five, 10 years from now, we're gonna be saying like, wow, what a time that was. Um, I wanna focus on that.
2: I was told we have time for one more question and we will end here in the front row.
3: Hi, if I will Online. Um, I wanted to ask you about when I was looking at the Royal Rumble matches today, the women and the men, the roster is stacked right now. There's so much main event talent. Does that make your job fun? Or is it challenging to keep all these people at main event level, keeping storylines that are going to keep the momentum going?
0: So um, it's challenging, and that's what makes it fun. Um, It's a little bit of both. You know, I I agree with you. I, I can't recall a time that I could look at rosters this thick and this stacked, um, which is nice to have. It's also you want to make sure that everybody has a place, which can't always happen. It just, it's impossible to make sure that everybody's featured the way they need to be featured at all times. You're going to have ups and downs. It also means that even as you see tonight, um, a little bit different tonight because you have the Rumble, so, so many people in there, but there were four things on the card tonight. And it was still a long show. Um, trying to keep these shows manageable time-wise, you're only going to be able to feature so many things per show. So it does get challenging. Um, but that's that's the fun part of it. Um, when you have a, a stacked roster of, of people that are just chomping at the bit to prove themselves that to get to another level, and it becomes increasingly day by day, more competitive for the top spots and even for the, you know, the spots below those and the spots in the middle, like that competition is intense. Um, And as people, you know, realize those opportunities are fewer and further, they're going to work harder and harder, which is the benefit of everybody. So it's, it's a wonderful time. All right. That was
3: WWE chief content officer, Paul, triple H, Levesque following royal rumble now they are on to wrestlemania all right that's all the time we that we have for today let's do it again tomorrow until then this is arash markhazi saying stay safe stay healthy
0: This is the Arash Markazi show on the mightier 1090 ESPN radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we worry brothers close to heart. What was a friend now a ghost in the dark? Hard part about a brother got smoked by a fiend. to lost on a blind to a broken man's dream. A hard lesson, court cases keep them guessing.